Hello, educators and friends of educators. Welcome to the After School Talk podcast, where we discuss hot button issues in education and search for possible solutions. A podcast for educators by educators. This podcast is sponsored by The Right Effect. That's R-I-T-E Effect. The Right Effect provides an educational approach with a twist. At The Right Effect, educators learn how to use interventions implemented through school-based extracurricular activities to promote school belonging, academic motivation, and positive school culture. Check out The Right Effect at www.therighteffect.com. Again, that's www.therighteffect.com. And follow him on Instagram at The Right, right Effect. I'm your host, Dr. Dukes, and I'm joined by my co-host and fellow educator, Mr. Dukes. Not only are we married, but we also have a combined 15 years of experience in education. We want to say thank you for listening and please subscribe to our podcast, The After School Talk. Melvin got me doing hand signals before we start the show and it's not working. <laughs> she don't work. That, I'm working. She don't She don't want to let no know how to work. You know how when you, okay, when you're doing some kind of recording, you got your countdown, your silent countdown, like five, four, and then you point your finger to say start. She just sitting here and go, I hear the mouse go click. That's not how this works. That's yes, not how this recording yes, thing yes, works. It no, it's not. You got to give us a countdown so I know what you're doing with the mouth pad. But you know mouth. what happens every time I... <laughs> No, you don't. Wait. Every time I do the countdown, I think about that time we recorded for the morning show at that high at the high school. <laughs> and we was doing the Valentine morning show. Yeah. And we was doing good. And then you start messing up on something. Then I start messing up. I was like, we just couldn't get it back together after that. And the kids in the classroom were just laughing. Yeah. Oh, the good old days of morning shows. But today is a self-care day. Mm-hmm. We doing what we want to do today. Within yeah, within budget. Oh yeah, we got no money. <laughs> We're educators, so that, that should let nah, you that know. Go. You're right, like my mama said, this is glorified volunteerism. <laughs> uh, but if we we haven't really decided what we want to do, so what 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 are we doing? Mm, well, first on self care day, first thing you gotta do is wash, oh. like bathe, take a shower, clean yourself. I'm just saying, in general, <laughs> first thing you should do on self care day is wash. Like, I'm like, do you do? Are you talking about like a special, like using new soap or soak in the tub? Or you just saying just bathe yourself. I will hope you're doing that on all days. Yeah, yeah, that's every day. Uh, I'm just saying that's how you gotta get started. Just clean yourself up. Uh, but there are women. There are women like, right now making their face like, what does he talk about? Yeah, I'm about to say now. Me personally, I just want to get clean. I mean, I got my special soap and stuff like that, but it's not like, oh, this is a special self-care day. Get that soap. Well, I have a special Use self-care day soak that is eucalyptus and mint soak. So, um, that's when you just, ha ah, That's what I feel like. Yeah, eucalyptus. That stuff smells funny. It smells great. Don't do that. Mm. Now, besides all that, what I mean, like, what we gonna do, do, like, out in the world? Oh, I have no idea. I want to get on some jet skis. What? I want to get on some jet skis. We don't even live near water. Yes, we do. We don't have to go to the ocean. Oh, so you want to go on the lake? Yeah. We still ain't near that as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, as far as you concerned. Whatever. Let me click through this thing so we can see what we're talking about today. What are we talking about today? You're supposed to already know what we're talking about today. Oh, 
he didn't do that. I know we're doing, um, I know we're looking at some stuff from uh, Dr. Johnson. Doctor, who is that? What? Dr. Brad Johnson. Dr. Brad Johnson. This whole, that's right, Melvin. I don't, I don't remember now. This entire episode will be dedicated to Dr. Brad Johnson, who we stumbled upon on Twitter, and he is amazing. This guy tweets like a almost like a preacher. Well, the other day I told him he a was a preacher for teachers. Yes, the other day I told him he was like a rapper. I said, All we gotta do is put music to your tweets and you dropping bars for real. Because he says things that are very relevant to the education world and uh, some of the things just where you people don't want to touch it. They don't want to talk about it. They don't want to say it, but he is telling the truth and giving great advice. It's great advice. If you can open yourself up to it, it is wonderful advice from Dr. Johnson. So I'm going to give you some background about him uh, that I really, I got from his website. Cause at first he was putting these tweets out and, and Melvin and I kept, you know, sending them to each other and, and seeing each other reply on his tweets. And then uh, as we were talking about, uh, I guess expanding upon some of the things that he was saying on Twitter to the podcast. I said, well, let me look the man up. Cause I'm just excited. Just off the tweets. Don't know who he is, but he is one of the most dynamic and engaging speakers in the field of education and leadership. He has 25 years experience in the trenches as a teacher and administrator. He currently serves on the faculty of Concordia university school of graduate studies. Dr. Johnson is transforming how teachers lead in the classroom and how administrators lead in the school. He is a selfless leader who shares his vast experiences and expertise to help other educators maximize their potential. The book that he has authored, he actually has eight books. Um, one in particular is Putting Teachers First, How to Inspire, Motivate, and Connect with Your Staff. That's the one that um, I am looking to purchase and find out more about Dr. Brad Johnson. Um, but besides his own experience and expertise, he has spent years researching and interviewing top leaders from business, sports, military, and education. And if you want to follow him on Twitter, it's at Dr. Brad Johnson, Dr. Brad Johnson. And there you go. Good. So um, I guess we're going to get into and talk more about uh, just some of our favorite tweets from Dr. Johnson. Um, so, yeah. We got to see if we got, because we didn't look. And see if we had the same tweets. How many did you you got? Uh, well, just for today's show, I think I have like three or four. Okay, and I think um, I have about I mean, four. But I, it's definitely a lot more than right. that I would agree to and have replied to and retweeting and stuff like that. So I just I just picked a few, three or four, because I figure we could definitely if, if we both have three or four, that's six to eight tweets. But like you said, maybe mm-hmm. we um actually want to talk about the same one. That's right. You are right. So I'm let me see. Let's roll the dice. See which one I want to go with first. Okay, so I'm actually having a conversation with a relative right now who's a teacher and she teaches elementary school. Amazing teacher. She's even teacher of the year. And this the what she is talking about via text to me about having a situation where a student is being violent towards the teacher and they are calling for an administrator to come down and it's taking forever while this student is hitting a teacher. And though it's elementary school, you know how things are nowadays. If you try to restrain the student, then there's a problem. If you just continue to let the student hit on you, then I guess all the kids is gonna hit on, are going to hit on you eventually. So we were just saying that it is stressful when teachers are dealing with discipline. So here is a tweet from 
Dr. Brad Johnson. An area where teachers can use admin support is with repetitive discipline issues. Yes, teachers are in control of classroom, but they also have 25 to 30 plus students too. A student shouldn't continually keep the class from learning. Teachers will appreciate you tremendously. Thoughts? Um, so, <laughs> using using administrative support with repetitive discipline issues, that's definitely something that I had problems with uh, as a teacher. Just, it's, it's the same thing over and over again, but you keep hitting them with the same consequence. And, and sometimes the consequence didn't necessarily fit the crime. For example, um, having a... <laughs> Not a crime. Yeah, and I, I say, I say cr- crime right now but yeah in my classroom, it was a crime like stop going against what i say <laughs> it's a crime um but yeah for example just a uh and a loud outburst on a student cursing them out getting all in their face or everything but the fight um and the the consequence was to go down talk to the administration um uh you know uh, talk with them or whatever counsel that's the word counsel them and next i know they knocking on the door saying all right they told me to come back what, 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 the world? <laughs> like, what, right. what, what do you mean go back? Like, you mm-hmm. just disturbed the whole class, this lesson, messed up everybody's mojo, jojo. You want to talk about some coming back to class? I just don't understand. Right. I don't right. understand. And I think uh, we've seen where what he said is very powerful because it can be one student that is, for lack of a better word, is causing hell. Right. It's consistent. Consistently. Consistent Every day it's the outburst and it's the this and it's the that. And I think the, like he said, we understand that the teacher is in control of the class, but sometimes for the sake of the other 30 something, can we just get him? Can you, can you, I need you to come get removed and let's set a plan, but let's keep going with what the rest of the class. Because Absolutely. one thing I will always hear students say is we can't, we can't learn because uh, John keeps talking in class. He right. keeps he keeps interrupting Miss Smith, and that's why we can't get it together. And it's right. like what? But when when you remove the kid, we're not saying remove them as in oh, just send them to alternative school because <laughs> he won't act right in your class. But we need to figure out what's going on. Right. So remove him for right now, like and 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 let's let's use the support staff, the admin, to figure out what's what's happening. Right, and that needs to be an intentional conversation with the student to, to see what's going on, not just, uh, like you said, all right, well, you just come sit in here during this period every day, and that's it. No, it, it needs to, you need to get down to the nitty-gritty on what's going on with this kid and why they have these outbursts, right. whether it's in that particular class or in all classes or whatever. And I want y'all to be clear, we're not talking about outbursts like, Ha ha, it smells in here. I have been in a classroom where a kid has said, man, she looked like a pussy. Are you are you serious? Did you just scream that? So I want you to imagine trying to get some 14-year-olds back on task when somebody has yelled that, yelled it in right. the classroom. And then when you try to calm them down, then they continue to do other little sneaky things and laugh and play, and we, we can't get anywhere. And then, you know, the other thing is, initially... Kids gonna be kids. Um, high school they gonna laugh. It's gonna be funny the first couple of times. But even they get to a point where it's like, 
okay, Mr. Dude, I, I, I don't even like coming to your class because I know mm-hmm. uh, little Chucky over there, he's going to say <laughs> something crazy and right. he's going to get us all off. And it's just getting aggravated. Like, I've had those conversations before where it's like uh, the students are literally aggravated with the students. They are now. aggravated. Like, it was funny right. at one time, but now it's getting ridiculous. Now they want something done. So, you know, with that administration, you know, doing the little that they do um, in, in certain certain cases, not all the time, um, you know, it's not only getting to the teacher, but it really is getting to the students as well. Yeah. So, and if you speak into what, what Dr. Johnson is saying and to what my uh, relative was texting me, there are times where the teacher feels that the administrator is doing little. That's what we're speaking to. Because I have been in a school where if a, uh, t- if a teacher had to ask a student to leave the classroom, that student's face would, would become bright red or whatever color it, <laughs> it could come because this particular administration staff were constantly walking around the building. That's what they did. So when the student would be standing outside the door with no pass, just what are you doing? They knew that administrator was going to go, wait a minute. I know you did not do anything to disrupt what Miss Smith was doing. I know you didn't cause the lesson not to go on. Let's go to the office. And so we go to the office. That's when the real council was going to happen. And it was going to be a set plan. Okay. So let's, let's start here. Let's look. And, and, each administrator had their own way about it, but one in particular, I know he would always go look at the student's grade. Then he would he would talk to the student about, you realize that every time you have to stop, you're missing out on your lesson, and then you're disrupting other people. We would go through all the emotions with it, so that if it happened again, all right, we got to go a little step further. Now we need to call in the parent, or we need to call in the counselor, whatever it is, we just... We're keeping track of what's going on. But sometimes I just need you to get out of the room for a minute because just this is about to get crazy. Yes, right. And so I'm thinking about, you know, this teacher is saying, I have a student who is hitting me, like physically hitting me, and and you, nobody's coming to help me. Right. And so that's the thing that Brad Johnson is talking about right there. You have to, as an admin team, look at, okay, if if let's say we go with the mindset of, we are here to support teachers in there. If there's a student causing a discipline issue, just just start there. What is what does it look like when you go and help? Because I would challenge you in this. If the if the student is causing a discipline issue there, then when we have a food fight in the cafeteria or a fight in the hallway, well, that was your classroom. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's that's that was your yeah, class. That's your area. If we have anything happen outside of this classroom, so what happens with you? Mm-hmm. And then the discipline can't be different. In those areas versus my classroom. Yeah, I was just about to say, in those areas, that's when it's uh, go, send them straight to the office, give them 10 days. Right. Do this, this, you can't this, do that. Da, 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 da. You can't do that. Well, I had this similar it's, outburst right. in my class, and you brought them down and counseled them and sent them back with the pass. But now it's on your turf, your ground, right? your zone or whatever. Right. Now, now it's a, uh, well, no, because they did it to me. Okay. Okay. <laughs> what? That doesn't add up. So you got to create a consistent culture. A consistent culture is if um, disrupting the learning environment, whether it be in the cafeteria or in the classroom, is a um, discipline issue, you have to have consistent and fair consequences. Consistent and fair. And you as administrators have to make sure that you are there to support the teachers and the rest of the staff. So, Melvin, what's another tweet that you got? Um, so, my tweet, it, it actually goes along with what we started out with our smaller talk for the day. Um, self-care and taking care of yourself and, and doing something for yourself, not necessarily giving your all 
away uh, to your job and to your students and stuff like that. But just remembering, remember to take care of yourself. So the tweet is, teachers, take time for yourself this weekend. Uh, self-care is not selfish. A movie, massage, reading a book, a hike, or a bubble bath is maintenance, not a luxury. A sharpened tool is more effective than the one that has become dull with overuse. My whole thing with that is, and then I'm going to let you uh, respond to it. My whole thing with that is, uh, during, the, during the 10 years of me teaching, I, I really got to it. I finally got to a point where it was like, you know what? Let me take some of these days that I have. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I, and teachers know it's, it's almost harder to take a day than it is to go into work every day because you got to prepare for every class coming in, um, have make sure they had a lesson, make sure it's laid out properly, make sure it's, it's, it's you know, well understood so the sub can just come in, read it, and go. But at the same time, once you get it all settled out and you you, you about to take that day, you just feel so much, much better. better. Mm-hmm. And, I, and I've, I've always said, and even now, take your day, no matter what job it is, if you got some days, Take your days. Now, I'm not saying you need to take a whole week. <laughs> I'm just get away from the kids for a whole week. But <laughs> but take your days. Remember your self care time. And and like you said in the tweet, is it's maintenance. I mean, it's it's maintenance, not a luxury. So this is almost something that we have to do. Take time for yourself. You know, take that Friday, that Monday, or that Wednesday if you want it in the middle of the, of the week. But take time for yourself and do something for yourself. Right, because I think sometimes, you know, what's the difference between education and maybe working. I don't know, let's say you're at a bank or something. You feel like every day I have to be the superhero. Mm-hmm. And then when I'm not here, that there are some people who will make you feel bad. Like, right. you should feel bad that you're not here every single day. When I always will tell anybody this, if you get hit by a bus, a new teacher going to be in your classroom tomorrow. Right. Period. Yep, yep, yep. Like, do not, do not think that somehow this job trumps your life. Mm-hmm. You still have to have a life. And one thing, educators, we always talked about was sometimes you'll pour into your students and not even pouring into your own children. Mm-hmm. Because I'm, I'm just trying to give, give, give. And or I'm so frustrated that I'm I'm putting my frustration out on my family or my yeah. friends because there are there are times that I should have said, you know what, this is going to be a day that I sit at home and Netflix binge. You know, and you don't have to have it don't have to be a productive day. It can just be a day I I sleep. I just need to be <laughs> to myself. Right. You just need those moments to yourself. So definitely self care is something we're gonna talk about uh as far as different things. And techniques that we've heard other teachers or other educators give as advice. But we want you guys to check out a website for us called Nostalgia. Um, we have several black educators who listen to the podcast. And we want to take a moment to tell them about Nostalgia. The goal of this company is to offer contemporary styles infused with black culture. Enlightening those who don't know and uplifting those who do. Incorporating things such as historic his, historic HBCUs or your favorite throwback sitcom. It is clear that nostalgia was sent here from the past to brighten our future. Think of it like this. Nostalgia is a deep breath of fresh air. It is the confidence you feel wearing a shirt that means more than clothing. If you head over to Nostalgia.com, you can put in the code EDUCATOR to get 20% off your next order. And the spelling is N-S-T-Y-L-E. G-I-A, that's N, the letter N, then style, S-T-Y-L-E, J, G-I-A. So for all of those that love everything black culture, everything from the 80s, 90s, the Hillman show, um, I mean, well, the different world show with the Hillman, 
college, go over to Nostalgia and get you some apparel. Get 20% off if you use the code EDUCATOR. And there it is. I'm going to give me some more uh, nostalgia stuff anyway. Right, because um, we just, uh, recently somebody was telling me they had a sweatshirt that got ruined. So they just, they were like, no, I got to get that sweatshirt again. Yep, yep, I was yep. like, yeah, do that. Do that, sis. Get her done. Get her done. Okay, but, so. Yeah, let's get back to these tweets from Dr. Brad Johnson. Back to the tweets. Back to the tweets. Now, I recently um have been working with uh, a college about doing leadership development for students. And one of the big things I've expressed to them is teaching teaching students that if you're going to be a leader of a club organization, that you have to be able to have a team mentality and you have to be able to see the strengths in all of your members, right? Very important for our admin to do as well. So Brad Johnson says this, admin, you hired new teachers based upon their talents. So don't manage them based on their weaknesses. Too often, we hire new people and immediately focus on areas of growth instead of develop of on developing their talents where they can really excel. Mm. I believe that is, I wouldn't even say that for just admin. Um, because sometimes, I know in our county, you didn't even hire the person. They, that teacher got sent to you. <laughs> and so you you may have already known what their weaknesses are prior to them coming or that you didn't you didn't know you don't know what their strengths are because you don't know who the person is. But I think that with anybody, whether you are on looking at your just your math department, whether you're just looking at your support staff, whether you're just looking at the lunchroom workers, whatever your position is in the school, you have to have a team mentality and look at people's strengths. I always give the example. My mother was a, a middle school principal and she told me about a teacher she had that would always get to work just a few minutes late. Not you know, the students in the classroom waiting on her, but if they were supposed to be there at eight. She was there maybe like eight or five or some, and some days maybe pushing a little late. But she said one thing she always remembered about the teacher was that she was the last to leave. And if she called her for anything, she was there. And she, she, she was so dedicated to the job. So my mom said, what do I look like that the only thing I focused on was the fact that she's five minutes late. That and I'm, I'm going to beat her up in her time and in, in, in something like that when I need to encourage her in whatever else she's doing. And then we'll work on those other areas. But I do think that some people can operate from a weakness mentality. You you don't see the good. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. And, and my thing is not everybody will be good at everything. Right. Um, Like like the tweet says, focus on the, the strengths. And those some of those weaknesses can be developed. Um, But give them praise for the things they do well. Uh, the way I, I kind of think about this is you think about basketball players you got five positions on the on the court okay. you would never trust your center your big guy to be the one to bring the ball down court like you you don't expect the center to know how to handle the ball dribble the ball do crossovers and bring it all the way down court that's just not something they're good at so right. you wouldn't tell it focus on the center and say hey we need to develop your dribbling skills because you you're not getting past defenders at all mm-hmm. well coach that's that's not my job I'm, I'm not supposed to be trying to do that yes i'm a basketball player but that's not an area i'm going to be great in mm-hmm. now if i get it excellent cool but that's not one of the things that i'm good at period and the same thing goes for your your educators it's just certain things that they just won't get it necessarily yeah, but i necessarily guarantee you there is something that they are they excel at and people look to them um when they want advice on how to do it prime example myself i was never great at making lesson plans um part of that was because my 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 method of teaching my way of teaching is just 
so off the chart, out the book, like or, or away from the book, mm-hmm. that I I can't necessarily stick to. We're gonna work these uh, problems this day, and we're gonna review these this day, and I'm gonna give them these problems for homework and. You, you just never knew how my day was going to go. I might, you know, start off playing music and that music turned into 15, 20 minutes of the lesson, but it's, it's tied into some problems that they're doing or I might have a game that's going on and the game go a little bit shorter or a little bit longer. So I knew my, my concept or the, the objective for the day, but to have a, a lesson plan that was just, you know, uh, uh, opening, work period, closing down to the T, I couldn't get it. But if you came to my classroom, you was gonna yeah. see there's work getting done mm-hmm. in the classroom. Period. Right. And I and I think about something so small with you in particular and one of the math math okay, your first the first your first school you were at. Mm-hmm. I remember the principal there getting me and a couple other female staff together and saying, Hey, Go check on Mr. Dudes. Go check on Mr. Such and Such. Go check on Mr. Such because I know they bullying some boys. I know. <laughs> and y'all were sitting in the rooms like, I don't know what to put up here. Like, because the women are going and doing all these over the top yeah. creative yeah, things. Yeah. But instead of going by the classroom and going, your board's still not done. Yeah. Why you don't have your board done? It was yeah. like, look, these women, they're killing the board over there in the counseling office. They got all the boards done in the hallway. So he literally sent, like, it's cool. Like, go help them with and, their and boards. And that was y'all strength. Right. My weakness. So, like you said, instead of just jumping on my back, like, Mr. Dude, you ain't got this board. <laughs> he, and I remember, remember him coming to me like, hey, I know you, you, you ain't the best with decorating your board, so I got a plan. I'm gonna get somebody <laughs> to kind of throw some help. things up here, and we cool. We can say we got right. that part done. So he, right. he definitely recognized, hey, you ain't got it together in that, that creativity and decorating and all that kind of stuff. Right. You good on some <laughs> other things, but that part, you, you ain't, ain't, yeah, yeah. You ain't got it. You ain't got it. So we're gonna get a plan for that, and we're gonna move forward, as opposed to, hey, get that board done. Right, <laughs> right. Done now. You still don't have that done. No, I don't, and it's not getting done. Thank you very much. Thank you very much. I don't care nothing about that board. I don't care about decoration. <laughs> I ain't painting. I ain't hanging. I ain't doing none of that. Stapling, none of that. None of that. that and then you fast point. forward. You ended up doing some different stuff with your classroom later on where, oh, yeah, the, like, the focus clock yeah. where took the uh took the yarn and wrapped it around the letters focus and then the O was the actual clock of yeah. the classroom so you know when the students look up at the clock oh focus okay yeah let me get back to my work so i think that comes from you don't have a bitterness or a nasty feeling about bulletin boards where you felt like you were less than or you're not creative enough it was okay i've had some support so over the years i've kind of had my classroom done in right. ways where i do like that okay so next year i know how to do that myself right. and then i can expand upon things or ask for help in those ways but definitely looking at people's strengths is necessary um i think about the fact that sometimes people try to do cookie cutter images for all classrooms so everybody classroom has to have a ron clark mentality and when i tell you we're gonna do a whole podcast on ron clark because my husband and i have opposing opinions about that school but (laughs) i love i love the school but just some things mm, i'll say this i was the type of student who i preferred a nice quiet classroom i know some teachers have lamps in their classroom versus the bright lights up and they may have some type of music playing in the background and they're teaching and then they have their moments of all right we're up and moving but for the most part it's a pretty chill classroom you got other teachers they are they will stand on top of the desk they got you moving we got to do such and such but every kid does not want to be engaged in that in the same way. You get what I'm saying? So you can't look at the fact that this teacher always speaks in a nice soft tone and the classroom is pretty, da da da, and yeah. think 
that they're somehow giving a student, putting a student at a disadvantage because it's not engaging. Right. Well, you don't know how many of them just left from the other teacher class where it was like pure hell <laughs> yeah or, or or in a good way you know what i'm saying like yeah, that teacher yeah. was so active and da 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 it's yeah, like all right over the school though, right that? right so now it's time to kind of chill calm down, down. Man, man, right right soft lesson in this class right so i know one teacher we've always had now he just he's gonna be calm and cool and everything's gonna be laid out i know another teacher her voice is very calm and but the students always say they learn in there so mm-hmm. you know that's what you're looking for absolutely now, if we get into my next tweet, where's the one I I want? thought it was my turn. It was? Yeah. Oh, just like a female, we be ready. Like, geez, what? I got my what? phone about to open my mouth. and I, The Lord said, hush, your wife is talking. Let yeah. me stop. <laughs> the man had to speak up and take up for himself. Anyway. Reclaiming all, my time. Reclaiming my time. <laughs> for all the men teachers out there, we holding it down still. Um, So, this next, this next tweet that I want to talk about... Um, it's funny because I actually, I think you saw this tweet. We ended up having a conversation with some other former co-workers. And then I saw the tweet. So I had no idea this tweet existed, but we okay. actually had this conversation. Um, and a lot of you all may be able to relate um, in knowing teachers that have left for specific reasons. Um, you may be one of the ones on the verge of leaving at the end of this year, whatever. At the end of um, this day. At the end of the, yeah, as soon as you <laughs> go in Monday, clock. you talking about, yeah, I'm done. Next week is it. But um, the tweet goes like this. There's a teacher shortage in many areas of the country. So the focus is on hiring new teachers. But the shortage is not about hiring. It's about attrition. Until education recognizes this and focuses on teacher job satisfaction, the shortage will continue. Now, I'm going to let Dr. Dukes respond or put in her input before I say what I have to say. Now, let's start off right here. There are times in life, in your marriage, if you're married or even if you're dating somebody, that you question whether or not y'all should be together. But I want you to look at my phone right now and see what was my next one. There is a teacher <laughs> shortage in many areas. Right, right. Country. That was my next one. Like, yes. Okay. This might even carry us out. We, we might yeah, this might carry us out. It really will. Out. Because um, let me start off here. Was I remember when I first read the tweet, I had to look up attrition. That was the first thing. So I'm going to go. I ahead. didn't. <laughs> I'm smarter than you. Anyway. Attrition is the definition is the uh, action or process of gradually reducing the strength or effectiveness of someone or something through sustained attack or pressure. Um. And then employee employee attrition, staff attrition refers to the loss of employees through a natural process such as retirement, resignation, elimination of a position, personal health, or other similar reasons. With attrition, an employer will not fill the vacancy left by the former employee. But here we have to fill vacancies for um, teachers. Absolutely. Um, okay, so I'm going to read it one more time, if you don't mind, just Absolutely so we not. can hit a couple of points that he said there is a teacher shortage in many areas of the country so the focus is on hiring new teachers absolutely but the shortage is not about hiring it's about attrition Mm. until education recognizes this and focuses on teacher job satisfaction the shortage will continue Mm. okay so the way i I, we're gonna break this down is you have teachers leaving 
Correct. So people will look at it as we need to hire more. We need to hire more. We right. need more people Fillies, to go into the spots. Philly spots, right? right? And even from a collegiate standpoint, we need more people to go into the field. So we'll rec- rec- recruit more students right. to be education majors. And that's absolutely true. That's how it should be done. Right. Problem is, they're not leaving the field as in we have a mass retirement. Right. Old age. Right. You know, I'm retired now. Or we're closing time. school buildings. Yeah, closing <laughs> you know. School. I got a better job somewhere else. Right. It's not even about that. It's not that. There is a consistent theme, I can say, from the people I know with being dissatisfied with the field of teaching. Right. Point blank period, I'm not happy. happy. Right. And it's so many layers to it. That's why I'm like, right, <laughs> that's why I'm right. here. Because then you can't say I'm not happy with one single thing. Yeah, I mean, it's most, not just one single thing. educators that came out um, because they weren't happy, it wasn't because I'm just not happy with this one area. It, it's definitely not that. Because if it was one area, they probably would stay. Absolutely. Absolutely. Here's why you have, have them stay as long as they do because it start off with one thing I'm just mm-hmm. not happy with, then it mm-hmm. turned into two, then five, then you know what? I don't, I don't need none of this because I'm right. tired of all of it. Mm-hmm. When we're really not tired of all of it, it's just so many things on them that they're constantly thinking about um, that they are unhappy with. And and I can really relate to this tweet um, simply because that was part of, you know, the reason I came out of teaching. It was just something that I wasn't happy with. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say anymore, but just at the time and right now, I'm just not happy with uh, being a teacher um, the things that come with being a teacher. I love the kids. I love interacting with the kids, being with them every day, talking with them, joking and jiving, um, seeing that light bulb go off, having them have an aha moment, all that kind of stuff I enjoy. But it's just certain aspects of teaching that I was just like, I, I don't want to deal with this anymore. Mm-hmm. I absolutely, I got I got to get away from it. And we even talked about, you know, if you came in a, in a better school system or a better school or a better school, this, that, and the third, I was still like, I would still turn it down. Because I'm just so... Because I think consistently across the um, across the field, teachers are feeling overworked o- and underpaid. Overworked. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I think that people will, just like this, people will assume, well, if you're not satisfied with the job, then you need to go, go somewhere else. Mm-hmm. Okay. Please realize you keep repeating and saying it every year to a group of people. Right. And that's that's where you you have to go, wait a minute. Why are they not satisfied with being a teacher? There you go. Why are they not? Because the other thing is this. You got some that didn't leave and they still not satisfied. Right. They still not happy. It's, yeah. it's just so a, it's the, the clock body, just ticking. You got the body there. You got the body. Right. The body is there. But the mind is like, I done clocked, clocked out, out. The first day of school. <laughs> it's the first day and it's like, I'm just waiting to the last day because this is it. Mm-hmm. This is so it. Mm-hmm. And so I think that you have to look into where where there is a gap. Where is it that we're missing? Like I, and this is what I meant by I said I had so many layers to it. You get, you see where I'm getting I'm getting excited or anxious just to talk about it. One thing could be, for example, the teaching of becoming a teacher versus the experience of being a teacher. So when you sit through the education courses, when you go. Um, even job shadow and just do a teaching teacher. intern, be yeah, oh, doing your student school. teaching that it can be totally different than when it's all on me and I'm here. Right. So that that could be where it's the reality of wait a minute, this is not this is not how you said it was gonna be as a teacher. Right. 
you could have, um, like we said, being overwhelmed with the workload, mm-hmm. uh, especially if you are a high school teacher, you're talking about having a hundred and something students mm-hmm. and we have to grade all these papers and do assessments on everybody. That is a lot. And doing uh, contact logs and all that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, it, it's, it's, so let okay, let's do that real quick. Just real quick. Let's go through the different things as a teacher that you had to do. So of course the regular teacher stuff that everybody knows about, lesson plans. So when you're saying um, lesson plans, lesson plans are due how often? Weekly. Weekly. So weekly lesson weekly plans. Lesson plans. Um uh, grading papers. Grading papers. Um assigning work, uh creating the work. Mm-hmm. Um because one thing about the, the math that I taught, uh, and especially in our district, we don't have math books per se. We have tasks. Um, we have different lessons and objectives. But the the books that we're we're given, they're not books that you can literally work from from front to back, cover to cover, beginning of the year to end of the year. So a lot of times, there, I, I stayed up late at night creating the lesson for the next day. And when you have free preps. In other words, you have three uh, content areas that you teach in. Let's just say algebra one, geometry, and AP calculus. Um, you actually preparing for three different lessons every single day. And sometimes you can create one lesson that a that a carry on all week long. Like that was a great week. If I could create a lesson that went from Monday to Friday, and you had your closing on Friday, that was great. Um, but then you have things that that outside people, non educators, don't know about. Like I say, the contact law. Anytime a student missed. Uh, your class, you were supposed to call uh, call home and just let the parent guardian know that the student wasn't wasn't in class. Um, and here's the problem with that: if a student is not at school and they have seven classes a day, that's seven teachers calling one parent to say my your child was not in class. Annoying, yeah, annoying, 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 annoying. Now, if because me being who I am, I'm not calling until probably three or four o'clock in the afternoon. So by the time I call. I'm probably the sixth or the last teacher to call, and they like, yes, yeah, this Miss Deuce from uh, Central High School. I'm just calling. Them. I already know they were not in class. They were not in school today because they were doing X, Y, and Z. Mm-hmm. So now I'm getting yelled at over the over the phone just because I'm doing my job. So you know, it's it's things like that where it's like, why why am I really doing, doing this? this? And why is it like, like why is there not a better system? Mm-hmm. Um, but attendance. You know, You're taking you, attendance in general, right? I'm just taking attendance in general, getting a, getting an all call from the front office, something like that. But you know, there are just so many different things. And then you know, the paperwork uh, that may get dropped on our on our desk or in an email Monday morning. We got to have it due by Tuesday morning or. You know, it, it's parent just so parent-teacher conferences, having a uh, having your planning period, but your planning period gets taken away because you got to go to these meetings, you got to go to professional learning, professional development. RTI um, meetings. RTI meetings that just pop up. Now you got to get all this paperwork ready uh, for this meeting. Like, it's, it's just, it's so much for, for a teacher. And then, you know, you get to the weekend and you're thinking, okay, I'm going to do X, Y, and Z with my family this weekend, blah, blah, blah. But really and truly, you just getting ready for Monday. You spend right. the whole weekend getting ready for Monday or that upcoming week. So you find yourself where it's like, well, when do I get my my time? And, and like I said, in a in a from another tweet, you have to take that self care time, take time for yourself, where you just like, you know what? Let me put this to the side for a second, take care of myself. You know, rejuvenate for the weekend, three days. And I and I think whatever. too, you have to remember that it's so many things happening that you cannot um minimize the amount of work that a teacher does 
And so often I hear people say, well, we well, we made it. We don't have to do this no more. We made it. We don't have to do that. Who cares? If they're still telling you that the workload is a lot, it's a lot. Oh, yeah. That, that's what it is. And so for me, I'm I'm at I'm was at a point where I have family members who are educators where I'm hearing them call each other in the middle of the night to figure out well what what worksheet did you use for this? Okay, so I'm gonna use this worksheet. Okay, so I need to get to work thirty minutes early. Now keep in mind we already getting to work at seven o'clock in the morning. So now you're talking about getting to work at six thirty in the morning just to make papers and do these kinds of things. Mm-hmm. There were times where I watched you because you have to go to a professional learning or you might have gone taking a math team somewhere that you were getting to the school at six AM just to set up everything for the substitute teacher. Yeah. Y'all don't nobody to do that on a regular job when you take off you take off you go so i think it's unfair to look at teachers and ever in your life question how much work they had to put in even the sorriest teacher got to put in some work oh yeah even the sorriest even the one who know they don't they don't care about the kids don't want to be here they still have to put in at least the the bare minimum mediocre work and on top of that i think about the teachers who are then a coach who are then advisors who are then doing all these other things that really bring them fulfillment and joy, but you are putting so much weight on the other end. So I think that you have to look at the fact that there is something missing in the field of education that needs to be brought to a head. Like it needs to be brought on the table and say, Hey, this is what we can offer to kind of help teachers with the weight of the world that they're carrying as educators. Well, I can go on that one for days because I look, I told them, and my students to tell you, will Miss Deuce ever be a teacher? No. no. I would love to be a professor one day on a collegiate level, but a teacher? No. Not Absolutely not. Because I'm a smarter, not harder kind of person. So I believe that there were ways that we could have been doing things that would uh, alleviate some of that stress for a teacher. So let's go a step further. We didn't even talk about the discipline issues that a teacher has to face. So this same teacher that's getting hit by the student, now they got to go back and put in a referral form for that, talk to the administrators and had a parent come in and go through the counseling. Now they then came up with an intervention plan. Now when this student do such and such, I got to remember to do this for them. and But I got to do this for the other kid. And then Johnny, if he do this, do it. it's all of these different things. Like somebody put on Twitter the other day that you have so many lives in your hands all day at a, at a front row. Mm-hmm. Like Dr. Brad Johnson even says in his um, biography, the trenches. I remember being having uh, someone tell me you shouldn't say the trenches. What? <laughs> okay, well if that's not what you want to call it, that's fine. Mm-hmm. I'm calling it the trenches. Mm-hmm. If you're on the front line, you're on the front line, right. and we're not going to war with the students. We're going to war with everything that tries to compete with giving the student the education. Yeah. So why you got to look at things so negatively all the time? Lord Jesus, think about it. The fact that these teachers are putting in the time all day. That there are some teachers that go above and beyond. We above and beyond whether it's buying clothes for the kids food for the family helping them out even when they get to college there are people who are going above and beyond so you have to appreciate your educators and everything that they do i want to go ahead and close though with one more tweet that talks about the book he has which is putting teachers first um in this one he says the principal's job is not to put students first to do so is to micromanage and negate the authority of teachers the principal's job is putting teachers first knowing that in doing so teachers will always put students first now i'm gonna do a little challenge with this one i don't think in doing so will always say that the teachers will put students first but i think that um we do have to have a culture that teachers are important and when it's almost like um when people talk about the oxygen mask dropping on, dropping down in the plane mm-hmm. and that you need to put your oxygen mask on first mm-hmm. think before you help somebody else. I think you have to look at your teachers like that before they can help the students. And we really get this 
system moving, we got to put the oxygen mask on them and make sure that they have everything that they need to be productive. And sometimes that need is not so tangible and physical. It's not a, oh, I need packs of paper. I need uh, ink pens or something. It can be an emotional need. It can be a um, listening ear. It can be an issue with discipline. Just because they have poor classroom management don't mean that they're good and they're not a good teacher. Because we have seen where a teacher can go from one classroom at one school to a totally different classroom and be the bomb. Right. Best teacher right. you've ever seen. But right. at this place they were just having an issue and they need they need some type of help or support with that. But that but that support doesn't negate their authority. Right. It does not make them look less than or weak, but just okay, well let's have an outside talk. Let's figure out these things. A lot of times uh, a simple conversation will help with that. Not not uh not, you know, one sided dialogue, but a conversation. You say what you gotta say, let me listen. And if I can provide some feedback on it, um, then we'll then we'll do that. But like I said, a lot of times just a simple conversation will, will help out tremendously, tremendously, tremendously. Don't, don't just uh, you know, you see it with your eye, and now you're trying to uh, analyze the situation and put in your two cents. Just listen sometimes, because mm-hmm. like I said, a lot of times that's that's all they want to do. I want to talk it out, get it out my system, have somebody listen. And maybe not even want feedback. I just want to get it out. Yeah. That's sometimes you're just trying to, yeah, you just want to get that out. I agree. Well, we're going to definitely follow up on uh, other tweets from um, Dr. Johnson and really just dig into not only what he says, but I, I would like for us to do this. Ooh, spur the moment idea. I want us to look at the comments that the educators are making up under Dr. Johnson's posts because that will give us a perspective of looking at education not just in our own area, but worldwide. What what are people saying uh, in response to his tweets? And one more time, tell them who this is that we're talking. We talked about today, and how they can follow him. His name is Dr. Brad Johnson, and you can follow him on Twitter at Dr. Brad B R A D Johnson J O H N S O N. Also, educators, Twitter is a great source to um, find out information and to have like minded conversations with people from across the country as far as education goes and things they're doing in their classrooms and and ways to make the education system better. So you can also follow me at Dr. Sharon Dukes on Twitter. I think Dr. S. Dukes is on Twitter. And, of course, subscribe to the podcast, After School Talk. Uh, share this with other educators. Um, look at the right effect. It's so much stuff. I'm just trying to go through everything in my head. <laughs> the right effect.com. That's R I T E. Go to the right effect and um, subscribe to the right effect webpage. We have blog posts over there. Um, and we're also on Instagram, but you can follow us there. We are, if you go to the Instagram page, we will post uh, Dr. Johnson's tweets so that you can see them. Um, you can share them with other people and come up with some ideas in your building. So, you know, the ways to make teacher life better. Sound good, Melvin? Excellent. Excellent. I thought you were going to say excellent. No, All right, so we're going to go ahead and get our self-care data started now Absolutely. that we've, we've recorded. All right, love you guys. Adios.